Welcome to Scanner School session number 38. We got a little bit of an important message inside this podcast. And uh, the theme of today is time is running out. Time is running out. Now, if you're listening to this intro and you hear the TikTok behind me and you know what that is, that's your first clue. That's actually your second clue. Your first clue is time is running out. At the tone, 17 hours, zero minutes, coordinated universal time. National Institute of Standards and Technology Time. This is radio station WWV, Fort Collins, Colorado, broadcasting on internationally allocated standard carrier frequencies of 2.5, 5, 10, 15, and 20 megahertz, providing time of day, standard time interval, and other related information. Inquiries regarding these transmissions may be directed to the National Institute of Standards and Technology, radio station WWV, 2000 East County Road 58, Fort Collins, Colorado, 80524. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. At the tone, 17 hours, one minute, coordinated universal time. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE, and this is Scanner School, a podcast where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Now, if you haven't done so yet, do me a favor. Please take out your podcast player, your iPhone, your Android device, whatever it is you're using right now to listen to this podcast, and click the subscribe button. If you're listening to us right now using your computer, be sure to subscribe to our email list. It's right there on the front page at scannerschool.com. And we'll let you know every week via email when the new podcast session comes out and what to look out for. But again, if you're using a portable device, if you subscribe using, uh, we have iHeartRadio now. We're on, uh, obviously, iTunes, Google Music Play, uh, I believe Spotify and Stitcher. You can subscribe with those applications and the next uh, the next podcast will be automatically delivered right to your device. It's a great way to keep up to date on what's going on here at Scanner School. And here's something really new coming that starts actually two days ago by the time this thing has aired, this podcast airs, is we have another contest underway. So if you want to win a $100 gift card to East Coast Pagers, go to scannerschool.com slash contest. Just follow the guide there. You'll gain entries when you sign up. You'll gain entries for following us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Instagram account, and if you share the entry on Facebook or Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, I believe we have another one out there as well, but if you share the link and then somebody else signs up, no matter how many people sign up, every time somebody else signs up on a link, you gain an entry. So again, full disclosure, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, so it's my $100 going to a $100 gift card from East Coast Pagers, good for anything that we sell over there at East Coast Pagers, and East Coast Pagers is a Unication Apollo and Swiss phone dealer serving the North American, or I should say the U.S. market. Our East Coast Pagers can only sell in the continental United States, so unfortunately, if you live outside the United States, you can still participate. Um, I just can't ship you anything, unfortunately. 
but yeah, we have uh, Unication G4, G5s, Unication G1s, the new Swiss phone S Quad 360, the S Quad Voice, and as well as the Apollo lines, some old PackSec pagers like the Unication E3 rugged pager. The $100 is great for all those, all the accessories. Go online, scannerschool.com slash contest, but you got to hurry because this contest expires really quick. It expires on the 29th. So you got about 18 days from the time this launches to get your get into the contest and you can enter daily so that's even more times you can put your name in the hat there so we said before time is running out what okay that's the theme here that's the theme on today's podcast is time is running out the 20 and again let's let's start here i don't care what study aisle you sit on I don't care if it's a left issue or a right issue or whatever else it is. Okay, to me, I the politics set aside, and I'm not worried about the politics here because, um, first of all, I, I'm not diving that deep into who's responsible for this. Okay, this is something that I kind of enjoy. It's one of these things that I actually am going to miss if this goes away, and to me, it's not a lot of things out there in politics really affects me this directly. This is one of those things. The 2019 budget for the NIST, which is the National Institute of Standards and Technologies here in the United States, has decreased from the 2018 values by $49 million. And due to the decrease of $49 million, there's going to be some cuts made to the NIST program. They have to save money to keep keep operating. So they're getting rid of some of the things that they consider to be uh, extra stuff. One of those ways they're going to save money is they're going, they are planning on shutting down WWV and WWH and possibly WWVB. And by doing so, they're going to save $6.3 million from the budget. Now, if you're not familiar with WWV, it's a radio station was based out of Colorado and Hawaii that broadcast the time in, in universal or coordinated universal time, UTC, on 2.5 megahertz, 5 megahertz, 10 megahertz, 15 megahertz, 20 megahertz, and also experimentally on 25 megahertz. This has been in operation for almost 100 years. It'll be 99 years in 2019 if they're allowed to continue. If you've never listened, never heard of WWV, Let's take a quick listen as to what it sounds like when you listen to them on the air. At the tone, 19 hours, 9 minutes, coordinated universal time. Warnings continued. Hurricane warning, tropical storm Isaac near 14.3 north, 39.1 west, moving west to 8 knots. Maximum winds to 5.5 knots with gusts to 6.5 knots. Tropical storm force winds within 40 nautical miles northeast to 20 nautical miles southeast, 10 nautical miles southwest, and 30 nautical miles northwest quadrants, seas to 17 feet. One two-hour forecast, Hurricane Isaac near 14.4 north, 40.8 west. Maximum winds to 6.5 knots with gusts to 80 knots. Two far forecast Hurricane Isaac near 14.4 north, 43.3 west. Maximum winds to 7.5 knots with gusts to 90 knots. Travel storm force winds within 60 nautical miles northeast, 30 nautical miles southeast, 20 nautical miles southwest, and 40 nautical miles northwest quadrants. Seas to 24 feet. At the tone, 19 hours, 18 minutes, coordinated universal time. 
Solar terrestrial indices for 8th September follow. Solar flux 69 and estimated planetary A index 5. The estimated planetary K index of 1800 UTC on 9th September was 1. No space weather storms were observed for the past 24 hours. No space weather storms are predicted for the next 24 hours. Okay, so besides the time, besides, you know, listening to what's going on, what else does WWV do? What is the benefit to having them on the air and spending the $6.3 million? Well, not only do they broadcast to time, which is basically the official U.S. time, they broadcast the Atlantic and the Pacific high seas warning, which is valuable to mariners who are traveling the great oceans, right? The GPS satellite health reports, which again is needed for maritime use. Geophysical alerts from NOAA, such as uh, electromagnetic storms, solar flares, that kind of stuff that may affect radio propagation. And there's also some other NIST special notifications or alerts, such as when it's going to be a leap second year or even a leap year and those kinds of things. So again, we said that the w WWV and WWH and WWVH, I'm sorry, and WWVB, they all broadcast the U.S. official time on HF, and they're operated by the NIST. Many people, many hobbyists, many shortwave listeners, we use that to check band conditions, check our radio setup, even if you're just operating portable, just to see if your antennas work, and you can normally tune to one of the bands and listen to WWV. You know, so before, it's used by manners at sea. But even consumers of everyday devices use WWV. Those self-setting clocks that we buy, the ones that say it sets its time automatically from the atomic clock. Where does it get that information from? It's not via Wi-Fi. It's over the broadcasts of WWV, WWH, VH, and WWVB. There's a subaudible tone, zero instead of zeros and ones, or you know, difference in the uh, the tones that are going out, and it's that's how those atomic clocks, those off-the-shelf devices that we buy that automatically set the times that aren't connected to the internet, set their times. So. You may be using this and not even realize that this is how your clocks are setting themselves. I mean, before we had the internet, before we were able to just jump online or you know, our smartphones had a clock in them, right? This was a great way for people over a large geographical area to make sure that the clocks were set correctly. Now, again, the difference between 1920 and 2020, I mean, huge 100-year difference in technology, but the basics are still in play here. Right. This is radio. This is when all else fails. Right. To, to take a quote out of the amateur radio handbook. There's always going to be radio. There's always going to be the simplest form of getting information out there. So let's again talk about a little bit of history of WWV. Right. They started in 20, uh, 1920, operating from Washington, D.C. They eventually moved to Maryland. Uh, they were off the air due to fire, rebuilt, and then moved out to Colorado. WWV and WWVB both operate 
out of Colorado. WWVH operates out of Hawaii, and it's one of the rare stations that has a W call sign that's located to the west of the Mississippi River. Because here in the United States, all those radio stations start with a K. These are governmental radio stations, so they are allowed to kind of skew the rules just a bit. All three stations operate on 2.5, 5, 10, 15, and 20 megahertz. They transmit with 10 kilowatts of output power on 5, 10, and 15 megahertz, and 2,500 watts, or 2.5 kilowatts, on 2.5 megahertz and 20 megahertz. The other difference here, too, is you may not need just a shortwave radio or an amateur radio or an HF radio to listen to WWV. There's also a, a toll number, a local number, that you can call in and listen to the time, either from Colorado or Hawaii. And according to the NOAA radio website, WWV has received over 1 million phone calls per year. WWVH receives more than 50,000 phone calls per year. The audio bite that I played earlier, that was me dialing in from Skype just to get the time, just so I'd have a nice, clean signal to put on the podcast, something with better fidelity than plugging my HF radio in. So one of the earlier things I remember doing is when my dad first gave me my very first short radio before I kind of took it apart and ruined the dial string and then it was forever off frequency was that I would sit there and tune to WWB and just listen to the pinging going on, listen to the announcements as a, as a kid thinking I, I'm listening to this from Colorado. You know, that was pretty cool. I mean, let alone I was able to listen to things across the world, but just be able to listen to the telescoping antenna that's on the back of the radio and say, hey, you know, this is this is really, really cool. And as a kid growing up, that's how I set my clocks, right? I mean, yeah, not everybody does that. But again, it's a good way to at least, you buy a new shortwave radio, you set it up, you, you can at least see if the radio's working well. You can find out what the band conditions are. A little bit of trivia for you too is back when Sputnik, where the whole space race was going on, uh, I just read a story when I was doing research on the history of WWV that uh, somebody theorized that they could figure out where where the the where Sputnik was re-entering the orbit because they assumed that it was going to um, break apart as it re-entered the atmosphere. And what would happen was, as it would broke, break apart, it would behave kind of the same way as meteor scour would. Um, would work and what happens is with, with media scatter is that the upper level of the ionosphere the um, uh, it, it ionizes and it changes radio propagation and based on the way that they were receiving WWV way it was uh, increasing and decreasing in signal strength and amplitude they were able to figure out based on a little bit of directional and, and, and other types of, uh, of math involved here very simple stuff by the way they were able to figure out that, okay, you know, that must be Sputnik breaking up on entering. And then they were able to kind of reverse that and figure out the uh, the path, the, the orbit of, I believe they were able to, 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 uh, to figure out the orbit of Sputnik from there because they were able to work backwards. But, you know, it, it has a bit of a history. I mean, it has a history in the space race. It has a history in a lot of other things. So it, it's a big piece of American history. Uh, one of those things that, I would miss if it goes away. Now, again, I'm not sitting here to, to, to be political, right? It's just something that I'm passionate about here. This is a piece of radio history 
almost 100 years old and is going to disappear. So what can we do to save WWV? There's currently an online petition going on right now. Um, the, the trick, though, is in order for the White House really to respond to it, it needs to have 100,000 signatures in three days. Okay, now according to the website, the petition website, it says they will review the petition, make sure it gets in front of the appropriate policy experts, and issue an official response. The petition right now has over 16,000 signatures, but they need another 83,000 to go. This petition, the one I'm looking at right now online, the 30 days expires on September 16th. That's Saturday, if you're listening to this podcast, the week that it comes out. Okay. So I have a link on my website. It's called scannerschool.com slash save WWV. All one word, save WWV. If at any point in the future, the petition changes to a new URL, I will repoint scannerschool.com slash save WWV to the new petition. It doesn't say anywhere you need to be a citizen of the United States to sign a petition. It just basically means you just send in your email address and your first and last name. It's a digital signature on the petition. Okay. So how else can we try to save WWV? Well, besides signing the petition, get involved. Call your local congressperson. Go to your state's congress. Go to your state's governor. Go to your local political system, right? your local legislation, and address your concerns to them. All right, phone calls and emails, letters could matter in this. Again, we're talking about $6.3 million are being saved by shutting WWV off the air. Some people may say it's worth it. It's $6.5 million out of money we don't have. Other people like me say this is something that we need. Save the money elsewhere. Okay. This has a very life-saving use here. Right? Like I said, it sends out the warnings, the, 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 the warnings from the Atlantic and the Pacific. It's used for trade. It's used for container ships. It could be used for anything like that when, you know, everything else goes down and he still needs to know what's going on. Just now we have a tropical storm turning into a hurricane of uh, Florence in the Atlantic. When I called in yesterday to get the soundbite, uh, we got the information about how high the seas were and everything else that's very important to somebody who's traversing the Pacific or the Atlantic. So again, I'm going to go off my soapbox here. I'm going to say just do me a favor. If you can, if this is important to you, go to scannerschool.com slash save WWV. Okay, so again, we uh, we said before that as this podcast goes live, it is September 11th. Uh, I can't in best conscience just let the podcast end here without saying something about today. Um I I have to admit, it's for me personally, it's a very, very depressing day. I didn't know personally anybody that uh, was tragically killed in the events that unfolded on September 11th here in the United States. But I, I have plenty of street signs in my neighborhood 
that have gone up for memorials uh, to to mem- to memorialize not only the 343 FDNY members that lost their lives, but also those who work in the Port Authority and the NYPD, as well as other agencies that were at Ground Zero and working. I see still people passing away today, many years later, due to illnesses, due to cancers, uh, you know, from breathing in everything from 9-11. You know, I remember exactly where I was. I remember thinking that, you know, as I'm standing in the parking lot in the back of my office that I had just started that job three or four weeks prior, uh, in my previous job that I had just left to start my new and current job that I've been there with now since for 17 years, um, I was at the Trade Center a previous month. I was there in August of uh, 2001. I was standing outside the lobby of the Trade Center, and I, I didn't walk in the front doors to see the lobby. It's the closest. It's a, it's a shame. I live on Long Island, and it's the closest I've ever come to the Trade Center, uh, standing outside the lobby. But you know, it's um, if my last job, we had people that worked in the radio room on the Trade Center. And, and fortunately, that nobody from my company was, or my old company was there at the time. Um, but, you know, many people weren't as lucky. Uh, also, a Flight 93, uh, the Pentagon, and whatnot. So I just want to say that, you know, um, take a minute, take some time. Take a few minutes just to say a prayer and remember those that were lost on 9-11. If, um, if, if anybody wants to listen to the audio on my hobby website, w2lie.net, I am playing the audio all day on 9-11 as uh, a memory with those, those tapes and everything else. I play them back real time. They, they start as the calls came out. And I also time shift them by 12 hours. So you can go to w2la.net if you want to listen to the tapes. Me personally, I have, I've only listened to about the first five minutes. And um, that's as far as I can make it through. I went down to Jones Beach here on Long Island on September 11th. And um, I could see the smoke on the horizon from the Trade Center. I remember driving home from work. Again, I was brand new to the job in my new position, and um, there was nobody on the roads. There was, there was, and, and there was nobody on the roads. There was nobody out there, and I remember thinking that this is just, this is just a um, an unsettling feeling. I, I remember seeing the Olympic Expressway and, and the signs up saying HOV for emergency vehicles only. Um, you know, it's just one of those days that will always live in my memory, and I'm sure it's going to live in many other people's memories, and it's going to haunt them a lot more than it haunts me. But um, again, I just want to just want to put that out there that um, you know we'll never forget 9/11. That uh, you know this this is something that's always always in our memories and in our hearts and, and everything else. So with that, don't forget the contest scannerschool.com/contest, and also save www scannerschool.com/save WWV. Enjoy the day with your family, folks. Hug them extra tight. And uh, if you're listening to this in the future, do it anyway. (laughs) Hug them extra tight today. You don't need an excuse of 9-11 to do it. 73, everybody. We'll catch you next week.
National Institute of Standards and Technology Time. This is radio station WWVH Kauai, Hawaii, broadcasting on internationally allocated standard carrier frequencies of 2.5, 5, 10, and 15 megahertz, providing time of day, standard time interval, and other related information. Inquiries regarding these transmissions may be directed to the National Institute of Standards and Technology, radio station WWVH, Post Office Box 417, Kikaha, Hawaii, 96752, Aloha.